Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana, and today I felt like you all have been hearing from me for many, many episodes in a row, so I thought it was time to switch it up. And so today I've got a treat for you. You know I talk about Michael Singer all the time. And I think it might have been a year or a year and a half ago where I shared one of his talks here on this podcast, and I'm going to do that again today. I listen to Michael Singer regularly because if you go to his website, he posts his weekly talks on his site every single week. Because at his facility in Gainesville, Florida, he talks on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. And they're posted on his website. It's www.tou.org. That's short for Temple of the Universe. That's the name of his facility. So if you go to the website, you can listen to him as often as you want, absolutely free. And I've taken one of his talks Because this one is all about what he calls learning to stay open. Now, what I love about this talk and what I love about Michael Singer is not only does he communicate some very powerful things, but he makes it so simple to understand. He he summarizes the spiritual journey and what we're up to as human beings in such simple, clear ways. And so I wanted to bring you what I think is one of his best talks, one of his most succinct uh, discussions of what it means to be spiritual, what it means to live consciously, what it means to be mindful. And, you know, if you're familiar with what I'm about here on this podcast, You know, I stand for and believe that the key to a healthy relationship is how mindful and conscious we are as individuals, right? There's far too much emphasis in the dating world and the the world of coaches and gurus and therapists and dating experts on where to find a partner and what you need in a partner and you know, all the external type of things. And there's not enough emphasis placed on what I believe is the most important thing. And that is how healthy and conscious are we as individuals? The more evolved we are as people, the less neurotic we are, the more, I guess you use my phrase, is the more in relationship shape we are as individuals, the more likely we are to, to attract and create a healthy relationship with another person. 
So I flip it around, and you know that by listening to me. It's not about them. It's about you. When we talk about relationships, it's the relationship with yourself that is primary and the one that creates either the opportunity to have something wonderful with someone else or if your relationship with yourself is not very good, it almost ensures that all your other relationships won't be very good because our external relationships are mirrors. They sort of mirror how we are relating with ourselves. And so this talk by Michael Singer really gets very simple and he just describes it in such easy ways. He basically says, you're going to hear, are you open or are you closed? And he explains what that means. And so I'm excited to bring this talk uh, to you from him and feel free to follow up with me uh, to go deeper, to ask questions. I'm here to interact with you or coach you in any way possible. Okay, so with that, sit back and enjoy. And I bring you Michael Singer. Mm, Every person in truth is awake. If you weren't awake, you wouldn't know you had thoughts. If you weren't awake, you wouldn't know you had problems. So everyone is awake in there. The problem is, no one is taught what it's like to live inside themselves. They're just taught how they're supposed to behave outside. All of the social training is outside. How you're supposed to act, how you're supposed to dress, what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to talk, what you're supposed to do with your life. Just everything is all outside stuff. And except for rare occasions, no one has talked about very simple stuff such as, hi, you're in there, and you have things in there with you. You're not alone. There's thoughts, there's feelings, there's energies, which is what I want to talk about tonight. If you don't pay attention to that, it just runs your life. It becomes everything to you. If it becomes disturbed inside, you don't understand, you just know you're not well. And so you do whatever you can to try to be well. If it is really nice inside, you say, I really, really like that. And it's so rare, and you try to figure out what's going on that's making it nice inside, and then you try to own that. You try to possess that. You try to cling to that. Everyone knows this is the truth, because there's no exception. If you notice you're not doing well, you try to find out why and get rid of it. If you notice you're doing well, you try to find out why and own it. What it takes a while to catch on to, and very few catch on, is that the act of trying to get rid of it makes it worse. And the act of trying to own it destroys your well-being. If you were feeling love and you decided this is the person that is causing that, you will be scared to death of losing that person. You will want that person always with you. You will be so neurotic. The more you believe 
that that person is the key to your happiness, the worse off you are. Because you want to do well, and it's doing well inside, and so you don't want to lose this. You don't want to blow it. You'll be afraid what you should wear and how you should look and what you should say, and the whole psyche will become neurotic inside because that's what need does. And it is the same thing if you have a problem with something or you have a problem inside and you decide that this is what's causing it or you decide that I have to avoid this. You just think about it all the time. You become neurotic about it, about how you don't want to have this experience and what should you do and did you blow it and what should you do now? And you just, the whole inside becomes weird when you don't want something or when you want something. Now, the first level of learning, everybody knows. They don't know it consciously, but they're in there, and it can get nice, or it can get ugly in there, or in everything in between. So, you do what you can outside to try and control things so it's the way you need it to be. Then, perhaps, you're one of the rare ones who wakes up to realize that this is not working. That the very act of needing and the very act of fearing means I live in need and I live in fear. Not hard to figure out, <laughs> okay? It's like, it looks like the fear is good because it's going to get rid of the thing that's bothering me. Hello? The fear is bothering you. The fear of experiencing the thing that is bothering you, or that, here, let's do the might bother you. You ever worry about something that hasn't happened yet but might? <laughs> All right? So, if it hasn't happened yet, it's not bothering you. But the thought that it might happen creates fear. Therefore, it's bothering you. So the event is not bothering you, but the fear bothers you. So if it's not happening yet, you get the booby prize of being disturbed anyways. Surely, if you're disturbed when it's not happening, how are you going to be when it is happening? Very disturbed. So that's your trade-off now. Am I disturbed because I'm afraid, or I'm very disturbed because that which I was afraid of is happening? Now I'm both afraid and freaked out. And I'm telling you, if you will watch, you will see... This is what's going on. And, and the trade-offs you're being forced to make are, you know, just basically, at least it's not too bad. I'm doing okay. Yes, people, how are you doing? Okay. It's not really all that good. Okay. It's kind of like, yeah, not too bad. <laughs> it's like, how often when you ask somebody, how are you doing? They say, oh, I'm just ecstatic. I make sure I say it all the time, just to blow people's minds. That's my stock answer. Oh, ecstatic. But that's not what people say. They say, not too bad. Could be worse. That's the one I like the most. Could be worse. I bet it could. But <laughs> I've been better. I'm sure you have. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And so you look at it, and you once in your life get it straight. If I need something to be okay, then I'm not okay. If I fear something happening that will make me worse, then I'm not okay. And if you will check it out, you will notice you are always needing something. You are always looking for something that will make it better. And you are always worrying about something that could make it worse. I'm not trying to be negative, but just check it out. right? That's sort of like the underlying that everything's going on. And what you will see someday is the act of fearing and the act of needing. No objects. There are not going to be any objects out there. There's nothing to do with the world. Just inside yourself. The act of fearing and the act of needing are enough to destroy your life. So if you're not careful, you will never live a full life. The fear and the need will drive everything you do and the way you act and so on. So what do we do about this? 
What are the choices? In a nutshell, what you have to start watching, if you want to break free of this, is, get it very simple, you know what it feels like to be doing well. And you know what it feels like to not be doing well. As we've discussed numerous times before, eventually you will reach the point where you see, when I'm doing well, I'm open, I'm receptive, I'm positive. When I'm not doing well, I'm closed, I'm constricted, I'm pulled in, and it creates a tension and a tightness inside of me. And eventually you get to the point where you just look at it in relationship to that. Am I open or am I closed? That's simple. Not do I like it, do I not like it, do I want it, do I fear it? Am I open right now? Am I open? Sometimes you're open. It feels relaxed. It feels good. It feels open. You can breathe. Sometimes it's closed, isn't it? It's like something went wrong in there and it got tight in various spots. Sometimes your head gets tight. Sometimes your stomach gets tight. Yes or no? All these things are real. So you watch it and you see, if you will watch, you will see when you are open, when you feel open, expansive, open, you're doing well. You feel well. You look forward to meeting new people. You look forward to different foods. You look forward to vacations. You just look forward to school. You look forward to many different things because you are open. That's what it means. We could spend all night talking about what does it mean to be open? It means receptive, enthused. You are open to something. Are you open to this? Right? Are you open to going here? Are you open to... What does that mean? I like that we use those words. Right? It means exactly what it says. Are you open? Are you closed? Are you closed to this? Meaning, I have no interest in it. I don't even want you to talk to me about it. I don't even want to discuss it. I don't want to see pictures of it. I don't want to hear the word ever again. I am closed to this subject. You ever been closed? You ever been open? Which is more fun? And you're going to catch on that that's all that's going on. It's fun to watch once you see it. What you'll see is that when It's like your position. It's not the world. When you're open, you like things. They're they're fun. Even things that aren't so good, they're so cute. They're fun. (laughs) When you're closed, you don't like things. When you start to question this whole thing about liking and disliking, maybe it's me. She doesn't like the same things I do. He doesn't like the same things I do. So what is this all about? And what you're going to see is that when you're open, you like things. And when you're closed, you don't like things. Can you be open and love somebody and then close and not love them? You know darn well that you can be open and feel tremendous love and then something happened to close you. And we'll talk about what that means in a minute. But to close you, and then you don't feel love when you look at them. You don't want to be around them. Just soon they leave the room. I need my space. told you sometimes I need my space. People call them moods. I just call them open and closing. She's in a bad mood. No, she's closed. She's in a really good mood. No, she's open. So then you come to questioning if that's what's going on, what is this? And that becomes the real spiritual journey. There's all these words and books. Your real spiritual journey becomes when you wake up consciously and you say, you know, I am much happier when I'm open and I am miserable when I'm closed. That it's all about am I open or am I closed? Not what's going on out there. If I am open to what's going on out there, I'm fine with it. If I'm closed to what's going on out there, it bothers me. And when you're closed, 
the events that are taking place hit the part of you that's closed. If a door is open and a wind blows, nothing happens. If the door is closed and a wind blows, it rattles. It's taking on the force in opposition of what's taking place. So if the baby's crying or the person's doing this or something's happening, somebody's beeping their horn and irritating you, it's because you're closed to it. And if you are not closed to it, even things that used to irritate you just pass right through and they don't bother you. So what it means to be irritated is that you put an obstacle inside of you, you close to something, it's taking place, and so it hits your closure. You have to decide, is the answer to stop the thing from happening or is the answer to stop closing? And that's the deepest thing I'll ever teach you. Spirituality is everyday life. It's not something you do on Sunday or Friday night or Saturday. It is, if you want to grow, if you want to experience beauty and wholeness and love, then you have to learn these kind of things. Otherwise, you will act reactively. Something will bother you, you will try to stop it. Something will make you feel good and you'll try to own it, like I started. That's what will happen if you don't pay attention. But then the world is running you. You have no freedom. You are just a reaction machine to whatever is taking place in your environment. And what you'll do is go out there and try to control everybody and try to control everything. And you'll never be happy. You won't. <laughs> you may think you're happy, but you'll see that it's really not. It's, it's work. Life becomes work. It becomes this overwhelming thing of having to control everything so it doesn't bother you and so you don't lose what you think you need. I don't want you to live like that. I want you to be like just happy to be alive and just enjoy your journey on the planet Earth. You know, wake up in the morning and giggle and just say, well, okay, I'm back. I wonder what's going to happen today. And then just go about your business during the day and whatever happens is like going to Disney World or Epcot. You know, it's like, oh, look what happened. And then go to sleep and laugh that it was fun and then get up and do it again. If you have your choice between which ways you want to live, which do you want? This overwhelming burden where you have to control everything because it's bothering you or you're afraid of losing? Or do you want to just be open, happy? So what you see is that it comes down to opening and closing. It comes down to you understanding that it has nothing to do with anything else. It has to do with whether you are closing to the situation or whether you are opening to the situation. And you'll start to practice with this and realize, if I can be open, I can handle anything. If I can be more open, I can enjoy anything. If I can be even more open, I can literally be in bliss and joy and ecstasy with every single thing that's going on every moment of my life. The only time I'm not is when I close. In other words, someone wants to raise your hand, yeah, but I could never be open to this. And so what you're saying is that event is going to close me. And that's natural. I can't argue the natural unnatural. We work on all kinds of things in our lives. You don't just accept the thing because it's that way. You try to optimize the highest that you can reach. If you find out that remaining open to things makes your life much easier, you don't have to fight with anything, you don't have to be overwhelmed by anything, nothing bothers you ever again. It's just the experiences of your life. Whereas if you are closed to things, everything bothers you. It becomes irritating. You ever hear the expression, he gets on my nerves? That gets on my nerves. It doesn't get on your nerves. Your nerves are inside. Nothing's even touching you. It is because you are close to it that you put up opposition to what's coming in through your senses. That 
tension, that opposition, means the force that's coming in through your senses hits that closure, and that's what messes up all your energy and all your nervous system and all your digestive system and all that stuff. It is you who is resisting the experience you're having that is causing the problem, not the experience you're having. These are just deep understanding that they should start teaching us in kindergarten. That is completely under our control. It is completely up to us, the quality of our lives. It is not up to the experiences we're having. All experiences are worth having if you're open to them. No experiences are worth having if you're going to close to them. That's simple. So people are in a relationship. People have so much trouble with relationships. Why? Because they open and close. If you could stay open at all times, no matter how anybody was or what they did, you'd have a wonderful relationship. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was fun. We were there for two years, and it was just wonderful. Everything. It was neat getting to know the person, right? And he was weird. Well, he got weird sometimes. That was neat. It was exciting. And, and whatever happens, you're fine. But if you're like most of us, and you're just very restrictive in the areas where you're okay, it has to be just this way, especially in relationships where you get close and intimate with somebody. It's sort of like, it's almost as if you're saying in a relationship, if I'm going to let you get close to me, then I want you to know all the areas where I open and close, and you better never close me, and you better always do things that open me. That's your responsibility, because I said I love you. If that's what you mean by I love you, keep it. The run, all right? It's like you can't sit there and say, I'm going to figure out what makes him or her open and what makes him or her close and make sure I never close them and make sure I'm always pleasing them so that they keep loving me. You will have tension all the time. You will be afraid of saying the wrong thing, even in your closest relationships, even in your marriages. You can't let that be the basis of your relationship. And so the alternative is to not accept carte blanche that I open and close, and that there are things that open and close me. People say, it's just the way I am. There's nothing I can do about it. I've always been that way. Yes, there are reasons that you open and close. They are changeable. And that, someday, you will realize is the most important work you will ever do in your entire life. What is? Learning to stay open. It's more important than your college degree. It's more important than who you marry. It's more important than whether you have children. It's more important than your finances. It's more important than your health. How do you like that? You go work and be the healthiest person that ever lived and just be a neurotic mess who closes over every single thing that goes on. If anything goes outside your comfort zone, you freak, and your comfort zone is you know, micrometers. Right? That's how tight you are with everything. What if you're like that? Who cares if you have health? What good is it? You're staying healthy so you can be miserable? Those kind of people, they want to live long because they want to have more suffering. I'd rather not be so healthy, but be filled with joy all the time. There are people like that, (laughs) okay? They have problems, but they don't have any problems. It's an amazing thing. So you reach the point where you realize, if I have a one life to live, I want to live it. I want to live it. I don't want to just react to everything that's going on out there. And you realize the foundation of this and the foundation of the quality of your life is how open you can stay to the events that are unfolding in your universe. Now, you could say, listen, I'm willing to stay open as long as they do what I want them to. I'm a very open person. 
As long as you treat me the way I want to be treated, as long as you wear what I want you to wear, as long as you do what I expect you to do, you'll find me to be very open. That's not open. That's closed hiding is open. (laughs) Okay? You have these borders, these boundaries, and the moment anybody or anything goes outside those boundaries, you close. Well, they're going to go outside the boundaries. It's going to happen all the time, every day. The weather's going to go outside how you want it to be. People are not going to be the way you want them to be. Everything all the time is going to irritate you. It's going to be just this underlying thing of uptightness. Why live like that if you don't have to? So you get to this point where you realize your work, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is the more open I can stay, the less problems I have. How do you know that? Because nothing's a problem until you say it is. Look at him. He's wearing a blue shirt, like my blue shirt. I mean, sometimes people who wear, you know, they go to a party and they spend a lot of time in their dress or something in a prom and somebody's wearing the exact same dress and people get upset, don't they? So I'm freaked out, man. I sure looks a lot like mine. I could do that, couldn't I? All right? And then it ruined my evening. But I did that. He didn't do that. And you're going to catch on that you have problems because things fall outside your comfort zone. The bigger your comfort zone becomes, the less problems you have. It's almost as if you believe, some people believe the following. If I work on myself and do spiritual work, the whole world changes. You should see it. Everybody's much nicer. And things start going my way. Hey, guys, that's not what's happening. The world is just doing its thing. You're opening So more of the world fits in you, and therefore it bothers you less. Therefore, you're getting what you want more, because you want what is more. You get it? (laughs) It's really pretty neat. Okay? Some people will say, you know, the universe is so perfect. If I'm fine with 10,000 things, and there's only one thing I'm not fine with, just one thing that really irritates me, it seems like it always happens. It just knows how to get me. God's against me or for me. I don't know. That's not what's happening. What's happening is more of a psychological projection type thing. If you're fine with every single thing in this room, except for one thing, I guarantee you it's all you'll think about. You'll look all the time to see what that person's doing or what that thing is happening. Because you are fixated on a particular thing, it causes you to separate that thing out of all the other things that are out there and pay attention to it. Why? Because you're afraid of it. You either need it or you're afraid of it. Therefore, it seems like that's what's always happening. It's really neat. So karma is that perfect. If you have a problem, it's going to happen. You'll make sure of it. Because you'll see it everywhere. So it's like a wise person wakes up and realizes, my God, I'm doing this. It's me. I have this zone and every single thing in the universe either fits or does not fit within that zone. Period. It's that simple. Do you like looking at the stars? No, I never like looking at the stars. That took you a billionth of a microsecond to close to looking at the stars. Now you go on a date. A guy said, I'd like to go look at the stars. He's off. He's off the list. That's it. We're not going to bother checking any other things. No other credentials. He likes looking at the stars. I don't look at the stars. That's the end of it. And you eventually catch on. 
this is what's happening. It's not a philosophy, is it? <laughs> okay? It's happening in China. It happened 500 years ago. It's just what is. It's truth. It's reality. You are doing it. You are doing it. And until you wake up and realize, I ended up inside of a machine. The machine has the ability to open. The machine has the ability to close. And to varying degrees. Let's give open, this word open, science open, the kind of words that everybody uses. So we'll sit there and say, how are you doing today? Okay. All right, you're not closed. Or not too bad. That means you're not too closed. (laughs) Okay? How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I feel pretty good today. Like you're surprised. You know, it's like, whoa, (laughs) this is a shock, all right? So you're more open. Nothing closed you yet, right? How are you doing today? God, I just, I feel great. I don't know why, or maybe I know why I met somebody. You know, I, I just feel great. You're open. How you doing today? I am so glad you asked because I needed to tell somebody. I have never felt this good in my whole life. I just met this person and we just hit it. Whoa, it was like the chemistry was phenomenal, right? And it's like I'm just floating on a cloud. Now that's really open. Now imagine how open you have to be to actually float on a cloud, right? It's like, whoa, you broke gravity or something. You felt like that, haven't you? These are all degrees of openness. And because I care for you, I won't do that about closing because we know what those words sound like, don't we? (laughs) It goes from middle down, down, down. (laughs) It's cute, isn't it? It's all just opening and closing. Do you see it? Once you see it, oh, you're so lucky if you see it because then you realize it has nothing to do with the world. It has to do with whether I'm open or closed. The more open I am, the more beautiful my life is. The more closed I am, the uglier it is. But then you realize the world has the ability to open and close me. People have the ability to open and close me. Weather has the ability to open and close me, doesn't it? I don't like it's cold. I don't, I, I just don't like the cold. It's hot. I'm sweating. I just, oh, you're all weird because it's hot. Does the weather have the ability to open and close you? How are you doing? I, I, I'm concerned. I, I got this party outside tomorrow and I'm afraid it's going to rain. And not a cloud in the sky. I know that. That's the problem. If it would rain today, it would use up the clouds. Right? <laughs> and it doesn't matter if there's not a cloud in the sky or if it's cloudy. You're going to figure out it's going to rain tomorrow. And you're not doing well with it. Even the weather can open and close you. Isn't that adorable? Once you see this, it's like so simple. You can open and close. When you're open, to whatever degree you're open, you're doing wonderful. When you're closed, you're doing terrible. There. These are the basic underlying truths that cut through all the noises. And then you look and you realize the world has the ability to open and close me, but not the same as everybody else. What opens me closes somebody else. What blows me away doesn't even affect somebody. I didn't even notice it. Why? A wise person, a scientist, sits there and says, why would it be that way? How did I inherit? Is this DNA? Are they going to find genes that say, oh, she likes hot weather and he likes cold and she likes blue and he likes red and this is that kind of thing, right? Probably they will, but net result, or at least they'll believe they do. Net result is I can guarantee you one thing. Ready? Now we're getting serious. I laid the groundwork. There's not a single, not a single tendency. That's what they are, tendencies, aren't they? Tendencies to open and tendencies to close. There's not a single one inside of you that you can't change. Not a single one. It doesn't make any difference. You're afraid of heights? Change it. Anytime you want. You like this kind of person, not that kind of person? Change it. Anytime you want. 
It is completely changeable and is not even hard. Okay? Now, that'd be something worth learning if that's true. Why? Because if I like it when it's open and I get to change it, oh boy, this is going to be fun. That's the work I'm going to do every day of my life. I'm going to learn to stay open. I'm going to learn to not close. Again, why would I waste my time doing that? Because everything else you're doing with your life is an indirect way to do that. The reason you want to get married, you think it will open you. The reason you want to get rich is you think buying things will be fun and open you and do things. The reason you don't want to get sick is you think it will close you. The reason you don't want to get a little speck on your face is because you'll be embarrassed and it will close you. You have all of these preferences because you've decided what needs to happen so you don't open or close. There's a much more direct way to do it. Don't close. Open. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about it. It's so funny. What if you really did have that ability? Right? What if there was a window... Only one window in your whole house. And the blind sometimes goes down, and sometimes it's electric. Sometimes it goes down, sometimes it goes up. You have no control over it. And you love it when the sunlight comes in. It's really depressing when it's dark for a long time. And so you just wait around for that window. And it opens, you go run up there, right? And you just can't see anything that's going on. What if you found out that you had complete control of that window? That there was just something you weren't seeing, and that you could get that blind to stay open? Then whatever you were doing before to try and hope it would stay open, to try and bide your time till it does, is a waste. And this is what a yogi or yogini or somebody who works on themselves comes to see. It is under your control. I love whatever part of this you don't understand, you need to separate that out and look at it. In other words, do you believe, do you see that when you're open, you're happy? Do you see that when you're closed, you're not? That things you're closed about really freak you out. And things that you're open about, you really enjoy. And do you see how hard it is to get things to be the way it matches you? And then the question becomes, have you yet seen that you have control over this? That you do not have to just accept the programming that has taken place inside of you. When you reach that point where you realize, all I want to do is enjoy my life, I want to be open all the time, and I have the ability to reprogram myself, to retrain myself, to work with myself so that I am more open, more receptive, and do not close as much. And if I do that work, every day of my life will be higher than the day was before. Every day, every hour of your life will be higher than the hour before. Why would it not? High is about being open. You just learn to stay open with more things. Therefore, as you go through your life, less things close you, more things open you. You are winning When we have this ledger, and here are the things that close you, and here are the things that open you. The less you have on the closed side, and the more you have on the open side, by definition, the happier you are. And the happier you will always be, and the more you will not worry about things. Why? What if you get to the point where there's nothing on the closed side? There's nothing anymore that freaks you out or closes you. What are you going to worry about? Nothing. Because all you worry about now is that which will freak you out. What if there's nothing on that side? Can you imagine never worrying? Just putting all that energy you do into worrying, into studying and dating and doing what the heck you do, right? Just enjoying your life. You can do that. I know no one ever tells anybody that. So I'm daring to be bold. You can have nothing on the other side. You just go through a life where every single thing is enjoyable, where every single experience blows you away where there's just this constant feeling of enthusiasm and joy and, my God, that's neat that I get to do this, (laughs) right? Whatever it is. And to the degree that it's not that way, it's because you closed. Simple as that. So once you realize this, 
it becomes pretty straightforward as to what I should be doing with my life. Since everybody's doing it anyways, they're just doing it, I call it indirectly. You know what that means? That thing out there made this happen, so I won't work with what's inside of me. I'll work with what outside changes what's inside of me. Okay? When I'm in his presence, I feel love. Therefore, I have to try and stay in his presence and try and let him stay in my presence because that's the only way I know how to feel love. That's indirect because the love is inside of you. If I understand that the reason I feel love in his presence is because I feel open in his presence for whatever reason. All right? Whatever reason, I feel open. (laughs) It's just a fascinating thing as to what it is that causes you to be open under a given situation. All I know is that's indirect. You're going outside in order to make the change take place inside. A wise person will cut through it, does the following. My chakras, my energy centers, the things that open and close are inside of me. They belong to me. They are part of my being. It's like my diet. It's like my workout. It's like my hygiene. These are mine. Okay, I'm responsible for these things. I am responsible for my heart. I am responsible for my power center, my ego chakra. I am responsible for all of my centers. If they close, it's my responsibility. Nobody else's. Nobody. It's my responsibility to learn how to work with myself so that it will open. I think it's a lot like working out. You know, a lot of people can do a lot of things for you, your parents, friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, right? They can't work out for you. It doesn't have any effect on your muscles. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, man. I mean, it's got to be something you do, right? They can't meditate for you either. It's just there are certain things you have to do because they're about you. This is one of them. The opening and closing of your centers is your responsibility. If you want to hand it off to somebody else, you're going to get hurt. And you'll never reach any optimal. They're yours. <laughs> I mean, it's even true that if you need to work with your biceps and somebody takes your arm and moves them up and down, that will not work with your biceps. No matter how much they love you, no matter how hard they're trying, you must assert the effort. Nobody can lose weight for you. You have to do it. Nobody can change your diet. You have to do it. It is the same with your chakras. It is the same with your energy centers. You get to the point where you realize, I want to do this. This is the most important thing in my whole life. It is what determines the quality of my life now and in the future. All right? How do you do it? Once you decide it's what I want to do, it's not hard to do it. It's fun. Okay? I've decided that I want to stay open. I want to stay open because it's more fun. I want to work with myself. So you walk out into the world, and I guarantee you're going to close. I give you 15 seconds, 10 seconds. Something is going to happen. A raindrop is going to fall on your nose. Oh my God, it's raining. Wind will mess your hair up a little bit. You know, you'll drop something on your pants and get a spot. You know, somebody won't say hello to you or somebody will say hello to you. You don't want to say hello. Something is going to happen. I guarantee you that is going to change how you feel. That's opening and closing. This whole thing about how I'm doing is energy flows and opening and closing. So you make it a game. It becomes the game of your life. It's so much fun. It's like, a, you know, your kids nowadays get caught in the video games, don't they? Especially young ones. And they're just always doing the video games. You're doing a video game inside yourself. That's what it becomes like to take this path. Your energy system is, whoa, man, it's weird in there. <laughs> right? It's opening and closing and do all kinds of things. You take on the game 
of playing that video game. You're in there playing with your own energy system and you make it a game. It's fun. When you're sitting there playing a video game or doing something like that and it's hard, you like that. You concentrate. You focus more. I watch the kids. They just get into it. They don't like throw it away or something like that. And then when they lose, they go play again. They won't stop. It's amazing. All right. Actually, it teaches some interesting qualities. They go right back to do better, do better. I got to level three. No, I got level four. Right. They don't quit because they didn't get to level 10 on the first try. They enjoy the challenge of learning and working and bettering their abilities. That's how a yogi and a yogini becomes about their own little inner video game. I don't care how many times I don't get to the highest level. The very joy of playing the game is fun. So you walk out into the world and I'm telling you it's going to close you. It's just going to affect how you're doing. Like I like when you're doing well. Something happened you liked or you met someone you like. You're just bouncing around. You feel good. How long is that going to last? Before something brings you down, something, anything slows that energy down. Eventually, if you'll watch, you'll see 10 seconds. It's just amazing how things affect you. So you start playing the great game of this is trying to close me. And you slow it down. How? By paying attention. And you'll see you don't go from open to closed. You go from open to uh, a little bit weird. You know it's going to close, don't you? Like the stomach gets some butterflies. Heart does something. It just changes in there. And then it starts to close. Over time, if you'll watch, you'll see you have time in between. And that there are things you can do when you start to close that make it so that you don't close. And that becomes your work. And this is how you learn to transform yourself. So it starts raining when you're outside. Me, my shoulders go up. I don't know why. It's not an umbrella. I just don't get it. You know, the shoulders go up and it goes like this. Oh, you know, in the morning shower, you didn't do that when there was water flowing on you. But because you're outside, it is. I don't know. I haven't figured it out. But net result is that's sort of like the natural tendency. Okay. It's not helping you at all. It's not keeping water off of you. Fight it. Fight what? Fight that tendency. What do you mean? Drop the shoulders. Oh, my God. When it's raining? Yeah, because it doesn't do anything when they go up. <laughs> it didn't. Probably more is getting wet. You know, when they're broader, it protects what's below it or something. I don't know. But what an amazingly stupid tendency, right? You know what I'm talking about when it goes like this, right? It just crunches up. That's closing. That is your body doing the body language of closing. Don't do it. Play with it. Play with it. Because it's a little game. You just relax your shoulder. You can do it all the time, no matter what. It takes no time at all. You're going about your day, but there's always time for this because it's in a different plane. It's at a different level. It's inner work, whereas before you were always doing outer work. It doesn't take any time. You don't have to quit your job. You don't have to not get married. You don't have to not go to school. You don't have to do anything. Keep doing what you're doing. Why? Because it'll close you. It's like a battlefield. Your life is this unfolding battlefield in which what's coming in through the senses is trying to close you. And your game is, I ain't closing today. I ain't closing. And you'll see that it's not easy. But if you'll pay attention to the whole first part of the talk I gave, I hope what I got across is there's nothing more important. It is what everybody else is trying to do. Get that feeling of joy. Get that feeling of excitement. They're just going about it the wrong way. And it's not working. This way does work. Always. 
And every moment that you invest in learning to reprogram your energy system to remain open, it'll be that way for the rest of your life. If you learn not to scrunch up when it starts raining, and you just relax your shoulders, relax the heart, relax the tummy, and if you choose, relax the posterior. All right? Because you're going to see it gets tight. All right? And by the time you're done with the butt, the shoulders are back up. I want to warn you of that. Okay? It's, it is so much fun to watch. Like, what is, is this always been like? There's something people come to me and say, Mickey, this is making me worse. And I'm not making you worse. You're just noticing. Okay? This is how you have lived your life. So you just relax it again. And you just make it a game. And if you will do this, what will happen is, first, it'll be the fun of relaxing. Then next time, next time. And then at some point, you'll notice that the rain comes and you didn't crunch up. And then a little time after that, once you break the pattern, it happens very quickly. A little time after that, it'll start to rain and you'll feel joy. You'll feel refreshed. It was all about what you did in between. Are you getting it? You practiced. It's, it's so silly to talk about. It's so free. It's like a free a joy, free high, free quality of life. It costs nothing. And it changes and transforms your entire being. So you do that with the rain. And once you learn to do it with these easier things, why do I call them easier? Because there's really no threat. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the cost-benefit analysis is 100% benefit and zero cost. With that rain thing I just showed you, what's the cost? Nothing. What's the benefit? A lot. <laughs> okay. I have a happier time in my life. And then you'll start realizing that even in the bigger things, that it's easier for you. Why? You practiced. You learn to stay conscious in the midst of closing. The moment you can stay conscious in the midst of closing and not just react and freak out because you closed, if you can do it about the rain, then you can do it about the person who's standing too close to you when they talk. Shoulders go up, stomach tightens up. Okay, I, okay, I got it. It's not comfortable. But in the meantime, you have to deal with this person. And depending upon how you deal with the fact that you're not comfortable or that they're standing too close, if they're standing too close, you need to deal with that, but you're in ecstasy, it will be a very different experience than if they're standing too close and you get so uptight that you just bite their head off. Okay? You end up reacting. Your life becomes one of reaction instead of one of presence and decision-making. Because you were able to handle the rain falling, I'm guaranteeing you, you will be able to handle the person who's standing too close. You'll be able to handle the person who didn't say hello when they walked by. You'll be able to handle the fact that something happened that was embarrassing when you're in the presence of somebody else, you know, somebody said something to you. So the first thing is the outside things. You'll just keep doing the same thing. You'll keep relaxing the shoulders, relaxing the chest, relaxing the tummy, relaxing the butt. That becomes your immediate action based upon the fact that you feel closure starting to take place. Then you're not buying into the closure because you don't buy into it. It happens less and less, and eventually it doesn't happen. And you will get to the point where you say, I can't even believe I used to be weird about that. It doesn't even bother me anymore. It just doesn't do anything anymore. You can't even relate to the fact that it used to be that way. That's kind of neat. What are you doing? You're investing in yourself in a real way. You're investing in the fact that you will have a more beautiful life from then on because you have learned how to remain open. Then something's going to happen. It starts to internalize. What do you mean? You start realizing it's not just outside things that close me. I close me. (laughs) I could be doing wonderful 
And then my mind says something that closes me. How about you? Can your thoughts close you? Oh, yeah. And they do. They do. Somebody says, I love you. You're just feeling wonderful. Till they walk away, and your mind says, But will you love me tomorrow? (laughs) Doesn't it? All right? In which case, it closes. The mind can close your chakras. What an amazing thing to realize. You know it, but nobody pays attention to it. So the rain can close you. That's weird. All right? How close somebody stands to you can close you. That's pretty weird. What people wear can close you or open you. It's just the most amazing thing in the world that opens you. It's very interesting. And what closes you. And so you notice that outside and then you start to notice it inside. All it takes, that's when you really wake up to what's been going on. One thought. One micro thought. Have you ever been conscious enough to notice that you can close before the thought even expresses itself? That you know that a negative thought is coming, you don't know what it's going to say yet, but you're already feeling weird? Have you ever felt the thought being made? (laughs) It's really neat. It's like, it's very sensitive in there. And so you start to realize this thing about opening and closing, this, this is quite a battle. And if you don't fight it, you lose. It wins if you don't play this game. The default is you suffer. Buddha said all of life is suffering. The reason all of life is suffering, you'll see it so clearly once you watch this closing. Because everything closes you. Your thoughts close you. Events close you. People close Everything is amazing. It's like a struggle to stay open. You're lucky if you stay open. You write in your diary if something good happens. I don't want you to bother having a diary because there aren't enough pages. Every minute of every... Hey, it rained today. The sun came up. This guy came and talked to me. The other guy didn't. <laughs> it's like, whatever it is, should be joy. It should be ecstatic. The way you do that is to practice remaining open. So now, once you've worked with the outside, you start to work with the inside. What do you mean? You start having a thought. This, this is graduate school. You catch yourself to where you start having a thought. Sometimes you'll think about what happened when you were five years old. Ever think about your past? Whoever thinks about their past. Whoever thinks about their past in a way that closes them. Things that happened to them that weren't so comfortable. Things that got said to them that hurt them. Things that happened from any age all the way through, including yesterday and every day before. Well, if you're trying to stay open, why are you doing that to yourself? Why would you do that to bring these things back up in your mind that are bothering you? It's bad enough the world bothers you. Now it's completely up to you. And you're bringing up this stuff that bothers you. So this is how a wise person thinks. They just sit there and say, I want to be happy. And I can't be happy while I'm doing this. So you start with the outside things. You relax your way through them. And you'll see right away that you have complete control. Then you start with the inside things. You start to see a thought about a week ago about what somebody said. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. What that person said a week ago belongs to a week ago doesn't belong to now. How can I ever be happy if I have stored inside of me every single thing that ever made me unhappy? And I keep bringing it up and making it part of my life today, all the things that happened every day of my life that bothered me before. People do do that. I won't say you do that. I know you don't want to own that. I hope you own it, because we do do it, don't we? Then it's like you're guaranteed you'll never be happy. And then the older you get, the more miserable you'll be. Why? Why? Because you had more things that bothered you. 
And if you're in the habit of bringing these things back, or they come back by themselves, then even things that made you a little happy won't. Oh, the grandkids came to see in this beautiful. Yeah, if you remember Sally's grandkid died when five years ago, and oh, I'd die if this kid died. What are you doing? You're ruining the beauty of the moments that are now because of these memories and these things that you're doing. I just, I can't even talk about it. So what do I do? When a thought starts, if you're vigilant, you're clear, you've worked with the outside, you've practiced, you do the same thing. The minute that thought starts, you notice, I guarantee your shoulders will be up, your stomach will be tight. You just relax your shoulders, relax your stomach, and don't touch that thought. Just let it do whatever it wants to do, pass right through while you relax through it, the same as you did with the rain, the same as you did with the person who stood too close. Every time you do it, it's not just affecting this event. You're practicing. If I lift weights, I'm not only strong on that weight, am I? <laughs> right? If I go over to the other machine, I'm strong too. And if I go to New York and do some weights, I'm strong there too, aren't I? It's not just that weight that I did. I use the weight to build myself. It extrapolates out to everything. That's what happens with this work. If you will relax in the face of the rain, if you relax in the face of the little spot on your clothes, if you will practice with the things outside, starting with the small things, you just relax through it. You're going to start to notice that you earn the right to work inside. And that's real work. And you become conscious where you start to see that you're making the thoughts that are closing you. And if you do that, you'll never be happy. I'm sorry, you'll never be happy. If you meet somebody who you love, but you're in the habit of having bad thoughts, the relationship will not stay love. It can't. Because you're going to close yourself. <laughs> right? And what I'd love, I could teach you nothing else. I'd love to teach you, at least don't close yourself. It's bad enough that other things close you. Don't close yourself. Because you lose. You'll always be able to close yourself. You're very good at it, aren't you? Come on, how good at it are you of ruining your own happiness? How good at it are you of making sure you're worrying about a whole bunch of things that could go wrong? You're real good at it. I don't want you to be so good at it. It's the one thing I want you to fail at. All right? So you learn that the moment the thought starts, you don't pay attention, you just relax. You relax. And you're going to find these thoughts come and go. Now you get into the real deep teachings. What do I do with my thoughts? What do I do with my thoughts? Ready? Nothing. That's what you do with your thoughts. Nothing. And you know I'm talking about personal thoughts. I'm not talking about two plus two. Pay attention to those. I'm talking about this stuff I'm talking about. Just your past, the garbage that you've collected, the personal garbage you've collected inside yourself. And you, you could raise your hand and say, Mickey, you telling me I'm doing it. I swear to God I'm not. I don't tell these thoughts to say these things. They're like voices in my head. They just talk and ruin my life. I agree. I'll give you that. What do I do about it? Nothing. If you can do nothing, they will just come and go. So you're sitting there minding your own business, enjoying it. Here, I've met somebody, and I love them. I'm attracted to them. And, oh, my God, this is so sweet. But I know I have this pattern that when they're not there, then I see them talk to somebody else. I get jealous. If I just met them 10 seconds ago, and I like them, and they go talk to somebody else, I, like, own them. It's like you just start noticing these patterns that you have inside. And you notice that they ruin your life. And they ruin every relationship and they ruin the lives of everybody around you. What do I do? I don't know how to make it not happen. You don't have to make it not happen. What you want to do is listen to and hang out with people 
that have done this for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, all right? People that have walked this path and laid it down for you to say, okay, yes, you're right. This is what's going on inside. And I don't want it going on inside. I want to be happy. I really do, all right? It's not like I'm trying to be a mess, all right? I would love to stay open. And you remember, open, not close, open. That's your watchword. And so then when the thought starts, you see it's going to close you. You know, you're not stupid. You're in there. You know what thought's going to close you, what thought's going to open you. And the minute that thing starts, you, instead of paying attention to it, relax your shoulders, relax your chest, relax your tummy, and relax. What you're going to see is that it doesn't close you as much because you didn't pay attention to it. You didn't side with it. You didn't get involved with it. Instead, you did this stay open thing. So you start realizing that thought is no different than the rain. Here you went through the whole cycle of learning to enjoy the rain. Now let's see you go through the whole cycle of enjoying negative thoughts. There, I just took you the whole way. Enjoying negative thoughts? Aren't I supposed to get rid of negative thoughts? Good luck. There's reasons that thoughts come up negative. If you want to transcend and go beyond all this, it is not that you try to not have negative thoughts. It's that you try to not close in the face of negative thoughts. Just like you didn't have to move to Arizona where it doesn't rain in order to not crunch your shoulders up, you learned to enjoy the rain. Learn to enjoy the fact that there are thoughts. Look, there's a thought. That one's really negative. <laughs> Look at that. Where did that come from? <laughs> Boy, and it used to be one thought like that, and my day or week would be ruined. Now it's funny. It's funny that I could have thought any thought in the whole universe, and that's the one that popped up, and it made me laugh. The day that you find that you are completely comfortable, if not ecstatic, about all your thoughts, negative, positive, or otherwise, just the fact that they're there is funny. It's just funny. Why would there be these things popping up inside my head? <laughs> I'm not doing it, right? They're just there. And you just find them interesting. Come see me. I want to look at you, right? Because you've reached a very great state. Because now your burden is light. Just like that. You didn't change anything. Nothing bothers you anymore, even your own self. The mind's free to do what it wants. The world's free to do what it wants. The heart's free to do what it wants. And you're fine. You're just relaxing through it. And I guarantee you, anything you are willing to relax through will come and go. And eventually, it will come and go and will bother you. Then it will come and go and you'll feel funny about it. Then it will come and go and the energy of the thought will send you into ecstasy, even if it's the stupidest thought that ever was. <laughs> it's like, like, I'm telling you, maybe now in your life you don't like being wrong. You're around a group of people and everybody's giving their opinion and you give yours and somebody else walks in who knows what they're talking about and says, well, y'all are pretty right except for her. <laughs> that, that, that's, no, no, sorry, no, that's wrong. All right? And like, you don't like that. It's like, you, you want to crunch up again, right? You want to go away, All right? I'm telling you, you will reach a point in your life where that is the most exciting thing to you that the way you were thinking about something turned out to be wrong, which means you can perfect how you think about things. You actually learned something by definition because the way your mind regurgitated your knowledge was wrong. So either your knowledge data is wrong or your process of cognition was wrong of how you put it together. Both are worth changing, aren't they? Because they generated the wrong answer. 
Therefore, a wise person is excited when they're wrong. I'm serious. They're like honored, right? You just literally sit there and say, God, thanks. Wow. All right, let's look at this. Why did I get honored? Because I was open to being wrong. Back to open, aren't I? And all of a sudden you realize nothing bothers you. It's all fun. It's all just this exciting process of being alive. Once you have reached that state outside and you have reached that state inside, that sounds great. You've got nowheres yet. Nowheres. You haven't even started. Once you reach that point, then you are no longer holding yourself down. You got it? And you go up. You go up. You just start to, all this energy starts to go up. And I've discussed this with you. You start to ascend. Literally, there is an ascent. Your being, your essence, you in there. And we started talking by saying, you in there? How you doing? Okay? Starts doing very well. I'm telling you, my burden is light. It's the closest I can get. You have no burden because you can handle everything. And all of a sudden, because there's no burden, you don't have to do anything. You still go to school. You still get married. You still have kids. But you're not doing it because you're not okay. You're just doing it because it's there and it's fun. <laughs> it's just something fun to do while you're on the planet Earth. But because you don't have a burden, you're going to start to feel your spirit, your soul, your being, your essence, your consciousness starts to lift inwardly. And you start feeling this wave of joy and love pouring like water, just pouring down over your being. You don't know where it comes from. But it starts feeding you all, I'm telling you, every second of your life. You have to learn to handle it. It's that strong. All right? It's just you wake up in the morning, you can't even get to bed. Because it's just pouring through you. Why? Because you're open. So open doesn't just mean the things that are outside can come in. It means that whatever's inside can flow. Doesn't it? Open goes both ways. And you're going to see there's something very great inside of you. Amazing. But it's been blocked by all the closing. And so all this energy starts flowing. That's why it's called spirituality. It's about spirit. And spirit is shakti, chi, this energy that's inside of you that now can't flow because you're closed. That's as far as I'm going with that. And how high does that get? There is no end. No end. No one ever reached the end. You're like a little brook and then you go into a river, all right? And then you go, or a stream, and then you go into a river, and then you start to flow into the ocean, right? It's like, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's infinite. You inside, as you start to explore the source of your energies. And that's where all these great states that the great beings have gone into. Every one of you are capable of that. But it all starts with your feet on the ground, your eyes open, saying, I don't want to close. Look at the cost of closing. Look what it's stealing from you. All right? That's your work. Should you choose to accept it? And I hope you do. All right? Work on these things. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.